My contacts near Saturn say the weapon fired only once. It's not like the Queen to attack a superior force. How could she have known? How could anyone? We need a warlock inside the Dreadnought. Here we go. Our first priority must be to protect the city. Our Guardian got a good look on Phobos. Whatever it was, it turned Cabal against Cabal, wiped out their base in minutes. How long would we last? Until we understand what we're dealing with. They are taken. Eris, get your rock off my map. Welcome back to the Dark Insight Podcast, and I'm Vader Van Odin, and of course I'm with my with the host with the most, uh, Death Note. Say hello. Hello. Hey, and today we've got another special guest, and we've got Stutch from the land down under. He's the toughest man I know, and you'd have to be to survive all those deadly critters they have over in Australia. <laughs> uh, how are you doing, Stutch? I am very well, thank you. How are you? Not too bad. Um, so we're excited to have you on. Um, so yeah, thanks for getting up nice and early and, and joining us. Um, yeah, welcome. And yeah, so I guess we jump straight into it. Um, should we talk about what we've been playing this week or or recently? Absolutely. Sure. Do you want to uh, lead us off, uh, Stutch? <laughs> well, I um, heavily playing be playing one game, and that's been uh, Destiny. Okay, maybe we should wait for you because <laughs> that might take up the whole podcast. <laughs> Probably. Um, all right, so we'll move on. We'll come back to you, Stutch. <laughs> um, cool. Death Note, have you been, what have you been up to other than Destiny? <coughs> other than Destiny, Dad, you've caught another one out. Uh, yeah, lots of Destiny, which we'll get into. But uh, I have been playing, uh, well, I played through Until Dawn. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, the, the, the single-player horror game that came out recently it's uh yeah it's uh pretty phenomenal i've got to say absolutely brilliant yeah i've heard good things um morbid beard uh from twitter he actually posed posed a question about that do you think it's a sleeper hit of the year uh yeah um, i i most definitely would say it was like i i'd seen uh a few bits and bobs about it because obviously it was originally going to be made for the PS3, and then they, they oh really? They, um, yeah, it's been in, it's been in sort of production for a long time now. So, but then obviously it was originally going to be a PlayStation Move game. So, like when you moved your torch around, you'd use the bloody silly tennis ball glow <laughs> in the dark thing. But they they saw obviously the PS4 was coming out, and they 
they moved moved production over to PS4, and I'm glad they did because the graphics are absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, it's beautiful because there's obviously not too much going on. Once again, kind of like what I was saying about everyone's gone to the Rapture. It's uh, yeah, the graphics are absolutely stunning, really, really good, and the um, the motion capture is really, really, really good as well. Except for the the only thing is with, with a lot of these true to life motion captures is there's a lot of teeth. <laughs> when everyone smiles, they're just they're really toothish smiles. It's it's a bit unnerving. It's kind of close to close to the uncanny valley quite quite a bit, but it does yeah, it does look really nice. The the volumetric lighting and fog on that game really plays well because being a horror game, it's used heavy, but it works fantastically. So you've got to have your fog in a horror. Oh, it's, it's it's well, they're they're in a snowy mountain cabin at the top of a a, a mountain, so it, it's it's just the yeah, air has to be there. It's fantastic, and it's set at night as well, so you get and it's you get a lot of the lighting coming through the trees and windows and 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 such. It's yeah, it's fantastic. But the, the actual, obviously, playing of the game as well is just really good because it's one of those games where you've obviously got a lot of choices. But most games you get like one or two choices that are really, really key points. But with this one, every single choice you make, and I mean every single choice, and you get a lot of choices, they all make a difference. Well, you, you, could, you could make a silly little choice whether to pick up a, a flashlight or a baseball bat and then an hour down the line that could come into play to someone dying or not dying. Yes. It's, yes. I've, that's pretty intense. <laughs> Does it yeah. give you, um, decision paralysis? Like you're like, I don't know what to do. Cause it absolutely <laughs> you don't does. want to fail. Yeah, absolutely. It's, ugh, I had that a few times and some of the decisions you get plenty of time. Cause it's like, Oh, do I pick that up? Do I not? And they give you plenty of time, but s- some of them, you're running, you're being chased or you're in a tense situation and it only literally gives you one or two seconds to choose. So you, you have to choose quickly on the fly like you would in real life and you don't, sometimes those decisions can be uh, cat- catastrophic basically because I was talking to Jeremy Greer because he, he played it as well and he said he had a real good time with it and he, I can't remember how many people he said he survived because you can get through the game with everyone or no one. <laughs> you can finish it with everyone dead. <laughs> so yeah it's insane Stux, yeah. have you had a, a go at it or seen much from, about this game uh, I heard about it going peaceful and that it used to use a move controller and, and that was about it um, I haven't actually turned on a Playstation 4 for a while fair enough <laughs> Destiny to blame yes <laughs> I thought so <laughs> <laughs> okay this is one I wouldn't mind trying but I, yeah um it sounds very interesting. I wouldn't mind giving it a go. Um, I am planning to have a PlayStation on it at some point. Well, it, here's a question for you. <laughs> if you was to log in to my account and download Until Dawn and then just run that game offline, or could I still use my account and you could still play Until Dawn? Um, yeah. You could as long as um, your account was like, uh, say, for example, my home console account. Same as um, the Xbox settings. So um, I have an American account and an Australian account on my PlayStation 4, and my PlayStation 4 set as my home console. Right, okay. The American account, and then when I buy stuff from the American account, I can play them on any other PlayStation 4. Yeah. 
You can um, have your account, you can have your login on up to like two PlayStations, I believe. Yes. Two consoles. Oh, that's pretty so cool. both both consoles can have the game, the, the same game on it. Well, I might have to make you play it then because uh, I bought that one digitally. So I normally buy hard hard copies, but for, for it, every store was sold out, like literally everywhere. So I, I had to buy oh, it digitally. Oh, yeah, wow. It's, I, it's not often I go into game stores in London and it, they're sold out. It doesn't happen that often, but this game was. So I was, well, I was very surprised. I think that's what's interesting about this game. It seems to be kind of almost a throwaway, just like, yeah, here's a game we're releasing. And then it was like, yeah, it's but it's been done really well. Yeah, that, I <laughs> like, mean, it wasn't overhyped. It wasn't, yeah, like some of the the trailers and the um, promotional stuff was like real low key and but quite interesting. Like you yeah. had like a YouTube series where you could actually pick what happened. Like you click on the um, annotation and it would take you to a different video depending on your choice. Um, yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Wow. Um. So yeah, I really like the promotional stuff, um, and also what I what I'm hearing about the game is that it embraces its cliches. It's not shy of being like real stereotypical horror. Like, it, it, oh yeah, so true. It it, it, it takes makes it to the extreme. Point. Yeah, it makes a point of this is a silly cliche horror movie, and we're gonna flaunt that big time, and they do. <laughs> they, the characters are such a generic, typical horror movie you got like your jock and your shy one and oh it's ridiculous but by the end like i started off the game and i hated him by the end because like you're playing as because you play as every single character you're like yeah. rooting for him you're like i want them to survive but uh, but you hate him at the start so <laughs> that's interesting um well, i had another question for you i also heard that it has like a real like playstation 2 vibe like the about it maybe that's because it was designed for ps3 and has been then switch production but um i don't know yeah interesting i'll, I'll, I'll endeavor to give it a go yeah no it's able to nice and we'll report yeah it's, it's it is a very very good game it's definitely definitely worth digging your heels into because it's it, if anything else it's just a, a great experience i mean I, I i got through it in about i'd say six hours five six hours something like that yeah so it's just a bog standard campaign but there is a lot of replay value there because obviously different consequences different endings to all your decisions and stuff so i i have heard people saying that it probably should actually be shorter for for that reason uh, um, it's it's like watching three horror movies and like without getting up off the couch like it's it's a bit too long because mm. it has the horror movie feel it's you end up just being there too long and it just drags it out so i don't know I, that's what i've heard um yeah i can i can kind of see see the point on that one but at the same time i didn't feel at any one point like i was like oh, oh i wish this is hurry up and get on with it every moment i was just in it and i was like yes and i was enjoying every moment so cool did you do it in one session or did you do it in multiple over a few nights uh, it was over a few nights. Yeah, so I think that, I think treating it as like an almost episodic TV series horror well, show. Well, that's the way it plays out anyway. Okay. Yeah, because when you get cool. to certain points, it um, cuts out, and then it's like previously on Until Dawn, and then it gives <laughs> oh, you nice. it gives you the run over <laughs> of of what happened, even though you've literally just played it. But it's right. it's good though. That's the, I, I suppose that's the way they want you to play it. 
Okay, that's interesting because yeah, the, the people that have commented that what I just said before um, was they they thought they could sit down and um, use it as like a horror movie with a few friends around, and it just kind of dragged on too long trying to finish it in one go. And uh, that makes sense. Yeah, that absolutely does make sense. I mean, it, it's good. It's one of those things you can sit down with friends and play because it does roll out, and the the the, the acting's really really good in it because they've got obviously some well known actors in it. Um, one of the girls being the lead from Heroes, the blonde cheerleader girl. I can never remember her name. Oh yeah, uh, but well, yeah, she's not. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, she's, yeah, yeah, she's one of the characters and another couple. But the acting's acting's pretty good, and they play portray those parts really well. To be honest, and yeah, I, I yeah. definitely, if anyone hasn't played it, I, I definitely would say if you like if you like your horror or your, or your decision based type games like your Telltale or your Heavy Rain games definitely give it a go it's, it's it's very very good and you'd be surprised at some of the decisions you can make that make your people die you'd be surprised <laughs> nice yeah, yeah I, was I, I was quite lucky actually i managed it on my first playthrough i managed to tear through and i saved everyone jeremy greer was just like how did you do that i was like just pure <laughs> luck <laughs> yeah nice i also heard that um they when they did the motion caption for the facial expressions and the, like the body they do it all at the same time and so they were actually delivering dialogue and acting out scenes yeah that's, just that's right do, yeah and that's pretty cool like it's um i guess yeah. that's how you get a bit more realistic yeah because as you play through the game you kind of you unlock um bonus stuff and like there's some behind the scenes on how they motion captured it and all that sort of thing and that's exactly how they do it they they perform on a live stage basically yeah cool yeah it's pretty cool yeah fascinating yeah well any, any other games you've been playing with recently um destiny until dawn um metal gear finished that finished metal gear well i say i finished it it's a bit of a boner contention with me at the minute. <laughs> Be it being as how we spoke on the last podcast. Yeah, I, I, I got to the the technical end, but I refused to do what the, well, they put in challenge missions that you need to plough through to get to the real end, and I refused to do them. So okay. so I kind of just sat and watched the, the, the extra ending on YouTube and the extra little bits that I didn't get. Cause, oh, it's two endings for the game. Yeah. Yes, I'm still not uh, sure how that all works uh, yet because I haven't fully finished it yet. I finished chapter one. It's like the Batman game that came out early this year. Yes. Oh, is that gonna... And that oh. hacked me off as well. Yeah, to get the true ending <laughs> on that, you need um, you need to do all the Riddler, Riddler trophies and there's like 130 oh. of them. I hate the Riddler trophies. Oh, they're just... And to, to put a true ending behind that... I, that that really annoyed me. Putting true endings of games, story content behind challenge walls, I don't think's fair because some people just play games just for the story, you know, and they don't yeah. hiding that behind a pure challenge wall. And some of the Metal Gear ones were really hard, and I just was like, Nah, I'm not doing this. I I, I play Metal Gear for the story mainly, so yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um... There is a lot more gameplay in in Metal Gear Solid Five compared to hey. previous ones. Like, oh geez, the, the yeah. storyline's there, but it's like, yeah, you can just play for hours and not see anything. Like, if you're doing a lot of side ops, 
uh, which which is cool. Like that's what I really like about it. Um, it's it's different. Like it's it's one of the best open world games I've played. I tend to get quite bored of open world games pretty quick, whereas this, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm yet to yet to see what what um how that ending plays out or how those challenge missions play out. I think I'm in the start of some of that now. So we'll save that, I guess, for our Middle Gear Solid special. Yes, indeed. Stutch, would you be, ever consider getting Metal Gear? Um, I would, but probably not at the moment because it seems like it's a big commitment game to finish off like just the main story. So maybe when I find that I have nothing else to play, I will pick it up. But for now, probably not anytime soon because it's like i got Destiny to play, then Halo 5 coming, is coming out, then I might check out Fallout 4. And... So I may uh, get around to it in the end. Fair enough. I actually think you'd really enjoy the gameplay. Um, as was, we, I guess me and Death Note convinced Jeremy to kind of uh, try it out, and he's, he's hooked. Uh, <laughs> hooked beyond belief. <laughs> His Twitter feed is just full up of Metal Gear <laughs> battle pictures. Oh, it's awesome. It's so good. I can't believe how, after speaking to him about it, how literally addicted he is. He's even said to me, though, he's like, I literally couldn't give two shots about the, the story, but the game yeah. is just amazing. And that, that's what's so <laughs> interesting about it, that it actually has both, like, it has aspects for everybody. Yeah. There's people who really like, um, really like the the gameplay, or there's people who really like the storyline, and yeah, it's great. Like I, I really like how they've um, made a game for everybody. So yeah, I'd, yeah, no, I'd, I'd encourage you to give it a go. I I, I will I, when it goes on sale and after <laughs> Halo comes out. <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. He's deep in um, destiny, like me. When you're in, you're not. You're not leaving. You aren't leaving anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta got go cold turkey. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> um, well, I guess um, it's my turn to talk about what I've been playing. Um, yeah, well, I guess we'll talk Middle, Middle Gear Solid. But the other, the other kind of curveball I want to throw in there is actually a, um, a. a iPhone game, I, I believe it might, it's probably on Android, I don't know, um, I have it on my iPhone, it's called Only One, it's a free-to-play game, and your character is probably about 10 pixels big, like, it's all little blocky pixels, but it's really fun, like, all it is, is you're on top of, like, kind of a big uh, plinth, or kind of, I don't know what you call it, like, a big, it's just a round arena, and it's yeah. just a uh, sheer drop off either side, and if you fall off, you die, if you knock enemies off, they die. And you just gotta battle and fight. I guess it's like themed after Highlander. You know, only one. You gotta be the last one surviving. <laughs> that can't be only one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's a free to play game. You can pay for like power ups and stuff, but um, I've never spent any money on it. And there's a hundred rounds, and I'm at a round. What happens is when you get to the tenth round, you fight a boss. Yeah, and then it saves that progress, and so every every like at one, at eleven, at twenty one, is where your checkpoint, and I'm at the fifty one point, and I keep getting up to like fifty nine and dying or sixty. I got to the boss this morning before we started playing, it was our recording, um, and it's yeah, it's really fun. So I actually recommend it. I think I heard heard about it from a podcast, um, maybe Dark Souls, maybe Midnight Resistance. <laughs> I'm not sure. I can't remember now. And yeah, it's actually really fun. Uh, so that's that's what I've been playing my when I haven't been on my console, and then of course it's just Metal Gear Solid, 
trying to get ready for our Metal Gear Solid special. Yes, indeed. Got two weeks. See, Paddy's, Paddy's quite ahead of you now. Yeah, I, I, I kind of burnt myself out a little bit last week. I did like six hours, seven hours straight and did like ten main missions in a row. <laughs> I was like getting real mad by the end of it, nice. <laughs> and it wasn't. And so I think I kind of, yeah, was getting what? mad just because I was tired and I was stressing to get through it rather mm. than actually just sitting back and enjoying it. What story mission are you up to now? Um, I am up to. I've got through chapter one, so I've had an, an sort of. You've ending. had a ending, so you've started <laughs> the chapter two stuff, the stuff that I refused to do. Oh, so it's that early you refused to do it? Uh, yeah, I just refused out and out to do any of the Chapter 2 stuff. So have you not progressed further than that? Than th- that boss? Yeah. No. Oh, really? That's how you finished it so quick. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I did that oh, boss. I did that boss and then I basically refused. I was like, I'm not doing any more cuts. Um, I'm not doing any challenge stuff. So I was just like, nah. Is it, we we can tell people what the challenge stuff is, like so Stutch is not left in the too much in the dark. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, challenge. Yeah, the challenge stuff is. <laughs> yeah. So um to what what the challenge stuff is, it's replaying earlier missions with um with with restricted criteria. It's kind of like the destiny, just to make it put it in your guys' terms. <laughs> um do you know you can do some uh what was I saying? Um, how you can do some strike missions and you can have like harder difficulty criteria put on you. You guys there? Hello? What happened? Man, my my mum called. It's okay. <laughs> oh man sorry about Did that you just and love just that everyone uh that's so staying in everyone the podcast just got blanked out by <laughs> charles's mum <laughs> yeah the, the whole call just went <laughs> yeah. into hold me um <laughs> i can't even remember yeah, what i was saying what we're talking about the challenge modes middle gear solid and i was like yeah, yeah, the it, destiny yeah. The destiny, um, like just as the strike missions where you have the daily strikes or whatever they're called, um, where okay, the daily heroic stuff, and yeah, where you get yeah. like special criteria, like that, um, enemies will do more damage or whatnot, um, yeah, they're like the modifiers, yeah, that's it, that's the word, <laughs> um, it's just the same kind of thing. And so, you'll redo a mission where, like, I just did one last night where the, you had to sneak into a base and destroy comms units. And it's very early on in the in the main game, but this time you have nothing. You go in with as naked snake, <laughs> like uh, with that's that's what he's called in Mega Solid Three. If you don't know Stutch, um, <laughs> that's his code name, Naked Snake. Um, and yeah, and you got you have to get everything on site. Uh, you have to pick up all your equipment by taking it from enemies. And I kind of I thought it was really cool though. Like, I I like the uh, that idea. Um, that there was, um, yeah, I could be real, try and be real big boss and like do everything from scratch. So, uh, yeah, so far I haven't m- minded it. I'll, I'm yet to see. 
if it starts getting more annoying. Yeah, I, I, the, the thing is, like, I can under, like, it is cool, but at the same time, it's not why I play Metal Gear. This is the problem. Metal Gear for me, I'm one of these because there's two sides to the coin with this whole Metal Gear argument. I'm the other side of the coin. I've always played them for the insane, batshit, crazy story, and I loved. I love Metal Gear Five. Absolutely loved it. But I felt there could have been a little bit more story in there. Yeah, interesting. Because um, there but, are some unique missions after that uh, in chapter. Yeah, two. there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You normally have to do. I think it's like one or two, and then you get a unique mission with unique storyline. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I made sure I watched like I I watched all the unique missions and cutscenes. So I, okay. I still knew everything that's going on. I just I don't want to go back and play old stuff. But then saying that, I played Destiny. So what? I was gonna say you played a lot of old stuff all the time. <laughs> <laughs> <All> yeah. Snap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So maybe I just wasn't in the zone at the time to be playing. What? Well, yeah, that's fair enough. Like to be honest, like I rushed through a bit of Metal Gear Solid and I was burnt out and I got really frustrated and I think that's maybe what happened well, could have added to your frustration, same as same as what happened to me. Is that yeah, doing too much Metal Gear can kill you. Well possibly because well I took them two days off work, didn't I? And I basically did almost eleven, it. 11 or twelve hours each day solid, so Yeah, you smashed it. Because <laughs> that's the cool thing with uh, another Stutch in Metal Gear Solid, almost anything is possible. And one of the things you actually have to do is shower with your main, the main character, because if yeah. you don't, you can get smelly. Um, <laughs> you start to stink. And the guards will be alerted if you're nearby, because they can smell you. Um, <laughs> but the showering, if you go and shower, it will actually come up with a message saying that you're mentally refreshed, mentally and physically refreshed. Um, and and so I think that applies to how you play Metal Gear Solid. If you play too much, you need to take a break and go have a shower and be mentally and physically refreshed. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, most definitely. Well, there's another little tactic as well. It's quite funny when you, if you nick a uh, like a van or a truck. If you drive around, if you throw like as you're driving, throw smoke grenade at your feet in the cab. The cab fills up with smoke, <laughs> but the, 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 no one can see you. Even though there's a truck full of smoke driving around, they're like. Because the AI can't oh see through goodness. smoke, it it they just like la la. You drive it truck through, and they're like, all right, no, don't notice this show. You've known the cab's full of smoke. <laughs> this game isn't, yeah. See, that's what is uh, uh, genius about the game. There is gameplay wise, they've thought of everything. There's, oh man. My favorite thing is, you know, you can hide in the like portaloos. Yeah. If you go in the portaloos, you can get a, a sound on your tape of a man basically going to the toilet like squeezing one out and if you play that while you're in there guards won't look in there they're like oh I'm not going in there and they'll walk off yeah that stuff is genius and did, did you know you can actually fault in yourself out uh, yeah but like if you do like trucks or um, cargo things you can jump yeah, on cargo there, things. it's quick it's quicker yeah. than calling the chopper and cheaper <laughs> yeah it's cool like I was um, I was chatting with Chris from Chomp Change podcast, and yeah, and he he he's a Metal Gear Solid fanatic, and yeah, yeah. he got through, and yeah, we're talking, and he didn't know about it. Like, there's so many little things, like, and I didn't know about the smoke grenades. Like, it's genius how much detail there is to the gameplay. Yeah, there's just so there's just a ridiculous amount of nuances to that game. It's just crazy. Uh, yeah. No wonder they didn't finish it. <laughs> 
Man, it's crazy. Anyway, I have my mind, my mind is now thinking all about it. We better switch on because poor Stutch has no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> um, well, my my friend that I play um, Go Party Chat with on Xbox Live, he's been playing it, and I do tend to hear his random stories, so I know a little bit. Oh, good, much, good. So we haven't we haven't left you in the dark too much. <laughs> no. But gameplay wise, I would highly recommend it. Like it's just fascinating what you can and oh, can't yeah. play, what you can do. And and what's animated in the game. game. Like there's so many little animations for little quirky things that you can do. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Well, there, you can there, put a rocket on your fist and shoot your fist at people. Like it's just brilliant. I, I noticed you had a robotic arm. Yeah, you can you can upgrade and put a rocket in it and shoot launch at people and knock them out. Yeah. <laughs> he launched your fist at people. <laughs> and I think I unlocked the um the scorpion get over here um just last night. Oh the fist of Jehuti. Yeah, you can just launch it and grab them and pull them back towards you. Yeah. <laughs> that thing's awesome. Yeah. So many goodness. Um Damn it. But, yeah, before we move on from- we keep talking Metal Gear. We got a Metal Gear special. Oh, by the way, everyone, we got a- our next episode's gonna be a Metal Gear special <laughs> with a guest. So yeah. yes, no, stop Metal Gear. Yeah, too much. But Metal before Gear. we stop, before we stop <laughs> Metal Gear, uh, Jeremy Greer wanted me to share a st- uh, encounter he had. It's after Mission Nineteen, which is an escort mission. Um, yeah, and it was quite frustrating. I got quite mad at that level because there's a helicopter, and it was frustrating. <laughs> but like when you when you finish it, it it goes into a cutscene. It takes you back to your mother base, and mm. to me the the. Uh, snake he ends up lighting one of his digital cigars and time yep. passes and that was that i went on with the next mission yep. for jeremy all that happened but it forced him in to redoing mission two which is the train um the mission where you get taught how to fault in soldiers we have to fault in your own soldiers from other base right so he was forced into redoing that mission after doing mission 19 and he thought he had maybe done it. We, to start off with, we thought it was like something unique that he had unlocked or from something he had done. But we think it's mm. just a glitch. So we're just curious to know if anyone else is, who's listening to this is, has had the same random thing happen. Like it locked him out. Like he couldn't do any other mission. They're all blacked out. He only could select mission two and he had to redo mission two. Um, That's really strange. It's really strange. Yeah, it certainly never happened to me. I, I, I got the same as you, cigar smoky time passing and then continue on the game yeah that really that's weird very strange so he had to go beat up all his guards again and fault them all out and have ocelot talking to him the whole time what a chore yeah so bizarre things happen (laughs) even though how how polished the game is there are a few known weird bugs that appear in that game like they're not super game breaking but they're just weird some of them they just appear for no reason, and they don't seem to be universal either. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah. I guess we got so much going on in such a big open world. It's, yeah. It's expected, but yeah. All right, done. Metal Gear Solid is done. We drew yes. a line in the sand. <laughs> <laughs> Till uh, next episode, when we will probably natter on for about a million hours. We'll open up the floodgates. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and uh, as I said to everyone. Uh, the Metal Gear Solid one is going to be a spoiler cast, so we're going full doors open. We're going to be talking everything, so well, but I, I will we'll sort of give you warnings as to certain bits as to what we're going to talk about. If you want to listen to bits and pieces of it, we'll uh, we'll make that 
good for you because obviously we want to talk about the true ending and bits and bobs and the, the extra ending on the blu-ray disc that comes with the collector's edition which should have been in the game and wasn't because he never got time to finish the game we'll definitely be talking about that oh heck <laughs> i don't know about that oh now you do that's so there's there's three endings then technically yeah technically it's it's basically it's on the collector's edition blu-ray and it's the uh, the true true ending to the game but it never got finished it's only 30 percent complete but it's on youtube but don't watch it until you've completed the game no i won't no <laughs> obviously yeah man i should have bought the collector's edition <laughs> that's oh, what youtube's for <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> that's true um yeah so that's what we'll be playing should we Obviously, uh, Bloodborne is quite centre in all of our radars. Mm, I would hope. Yes. And so, yeah, DLC's been announced since we last talked. Oh, baby. It looked good. <laughs> yeah. So that's what are, you, what, are your, what are your first impressions with... Uh, I think that it's going to be very fun to play. I quite like that there's some new gear we're getting. I did notice there was a, a bow in there as yeah, one the of bow. the screenshots I saw. Yeah. And the so, bow the bow splits in half and go turns into it, like yeah, a sword. Tricks into a blade, yeah. Yes, so it is gonna be very fun to play. I have tried to sort of um stay in the dark with uh most of the stuff about the DLC that was announced. I watched the trailer in silence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I I didn't hear the voiceover. Um and then I haven't really read anything else upon that really besides seeing a few screenshots but i am very excited for it but just like with uh bloodborne i want to go in sort of dark and not ruin too much for myself like i did with uh some other souls games yeah i think you're in the same boat as me dark souls 2 i kind of knew too much and bloodborne i went in more dark and, and i think i enjoyed it more for that yeah mm. to, to be honest though i don't think we're going to get much more about the DLC, really, to be honest, I think they're they're hiding most of it away because yeah. even in interviews they've said kind of how where it's going to be set, but that's about it, really. And that's all they they, they tend to be giving away by the looks of things. Well, well, I was actually really impressed with um, how Sony and From Software dealt with Bloodborne. Like, I kept caught away from a lot, but everyone thought it was a werewolf horror. Like everybody. <laughs> Hey, yeah. and then you turn the corner and it was done so well that you didn't really realize that it had changed until it fully had changed You're like, Whoa. It, it basically <laughs> slapped you around the, the the face with a big wet fish and went hello wake up this <laughs> well, is not the big, same game anymore <laughs> a big wet tentacle um, <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah exactly <laughs> uh, and, and and i think yeah i think that's um could be very similar with this i'm i'm expecting some surprises in there well, I, I don't know if you read that interview that I sent you the other day because that kind of alludes to a little bit of it. Yeah, I, I, I had a chance to read a little bit, but yeah, we won't. Well, I, I wait. Uh, being as such, once the go super dark, I won't mention the the setting where it is. So that's no, okay. It's okay. I don't mind knowing a few things, but I just don't really like to know about the story too much. Like the no, setting. yeah, you're right. Yeah, mm. I agree. Story is key setting is not certain is not as 
Well, we all know the game's set in nightmares and dreams. And so yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can be pretty sure that it's set in a nightmare. Well, yeah, because that's the thing. But everyone was um, sort of debating whether it was going to be sort of Autorius or the best jobby going back in time, blah, blah, blah. But it seems like, it, by the looks of things, it's a nightmare where all the hunt, the old hunters are trapped, basically. So uh, there's obviously, there's been the yeah, information. Go on. Sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, I was thinking about that. Like, I don't think time is really relative in that place at all. Yeah, <laughs> no. Um, time, yes. yeah, it's time so is relative. It, yeah, you're in a dream, and um, you go back and forth between the dream world, which sort of takes you out of reality. Exactly. Yeah. And so time doesn't work the same way, and in dreams that does in reality so they can kind of get away with a lot a lot more probably didn't they always do this in in from soft games though that it's all as they say timey-wimey <laughs> yep <laughs> well solio says in dark souls one um, he does that the time is conv is it convoluted it's like, convoluted yeah and yeah. that's why we're seeing warriors of the past appear in our time is because they've been they've been pulled through time yeah and space I, I think it's, I, I like the idea of it, but I think it's a little bit of a cop-out. I always have thought, because when you, when you start to add in time splits and things, you can get away with a lot more without explaining it. Yeah. I do like the fact that you, the timeline's already set. Like, mm. Atorius is already known as the hero for killing, or stopping well, well, the well, Oh, that's this yeah. game's this game's way old. You'd be <laughs> surprised. Talk... I've only just finished playing it. That's true. All right, all right. I'll stop. No, no, you can carry on. But spoilers for Dark Souls. If you haven't played it, fast forward about five minutes. Yeah. There you go. Uh, <laughs> what I was saying. Um, but yeah, like I, it's it's like how, how how I see time travel is that it's or it's how red dwarf deals with it as well is that it's already happened and so you're just fulfilling the what's already happened so if you go back in time you're not changing time because if you change time you'd never be in that position to go back and change time yeah absolutely and so all you're doing is actually going back and fulfilling what has already occurred yeah yeah absolutely um, exactly and so you're going back as the hero well i guess you're not really the hero because no one knows it no you're one like knows the it, unknown hero you were the hero all along but history saw it better and fit to make sure Artorius was known as as the hero he he was basically a martyr yep yeah and, and i like how they deal with time so to me yeah. that makes sense with the, the the idea of time travel it fits with my philosophy or my understanding of time travel which is obviously not real but <laughs> yeah no i just like the idea of the, the way this is obviously all the old hunters are trapped in this nightmare so the way i see this is when they die, they finish, they don't go on to anywhere because they're hunters. They maybe move on to this nightmare and that's where they stay. That's, I don't know, maybe I'm reading things differently, but the, uh, I've got to say, uh, Ludwig, don't, he don't look too clever. Bless him. <laughs> yeah. uh, but those weapons, God. man, I'm excited about the weapons. Oh, the yeah, chainsaw. Cool. Oh, the circular saw? Yeah, cool. <laughs> it's like a Gears of War chainsaw, just like... Oh, amazing. <laughs> and I've found these new magics as well. Yes, I saw that on the trailer. Um, I 
I like the idea of that. Yeah, I think they put a big emphasis on more spells in the game because um, there weren't that many to start off with in the original. No. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. It's, it's really important for them to add that because that was one of the major gripes a lot of people had with it, that um, there weren't enough ranged weapons and there weren't enough magic. It was all basically hack and slash weapons. And people sort of said, look, can you add a little bit more? They even they basically said that about the DLC. This, this DLC was apparently going to be two DLCs, but they decided to stitch them together and make one giant DLC. So it was nice and big and meaty rather than a couple yeah. of small ones, which I, I think, think that's is pretty awesome. a good idea. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. I think it's a, a great move on their behalf, especially the price point it should be coming in at as well. So I, I'm very, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to uh, to uh, dig my teeth into that. And apparently it doesn't matter if you finish the game or what level you are, you just have to have got to a certain point in the game. So I yep. don't know how that's going to play out character-wise. That would be quite interesting. I think it would be the same as the other games they've done. Like in Dark Souls 1, you had to get to you had to get to a certain point in the game. You had to have obtained the uh, cauldron to go into the get the four Lord Souls. And in um, Dark Souls 2, you had to progress to the different four great bosses or the four Lord bosses in Dark Souls 2 as well. So it would probably be something like that where it you get to the DLC through progression then having to meet certain requirements. Mm, yeah. I suppose you, albeit though with Dark Souls 1, if you went in there at the point you could get in there, you were crazy. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, oh, jeez, those bosses were tough if you went in there that early. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I was always um, a bit overpowered for most of the DLCs in Dark Souls and Dark Souls 2 because... I had finished the game by that point, so. Oh, yeah, Dark, Dark Souls 2, though, and New Game Plus, those DLCs are pretty tough. Oh, they are tough. <laughs> Heck. Yeah, yeah. They, they, uh, they ramped up the difficulty in those, that's for sure. I was just thinking, I don't think I've got any non-New Game Plus characters on my Bloodborne account. <laughs> I've got one that I haven't finished the game with in New Game Plus, so... Pretty much got the platinum trophy in Bloodborne and put it down. It's like okay, I've played this enough for now. I'll pick it up when the DLC comes out. So, so speaking, of, speaking of that, did you get your email with your free um, Bloodborne theme, Stutch? No. Yeah, overnight uh, we would have been. You would have been like twelve o'clock your time. You should have yeah. got an email if you've got your platinum. Um, um, or wait. Check. Which account were you? Did you get your platinum on your US account or your Oz no, account? My Oz account. Yeah, yeah. Everyone in the Europe yeah. Europe um, region who got a platinum has got a free Bloodborne thing. Yeah, yeah I have to check it out. Yeah, yeah anyone who planned it. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Death Note sent me a tweet this morning. I saw it and yeah, check my emails. I've downloaded it. It's pretty cool. I've got four or five Bloodborne themes now on my PlayStation. Oh, cool. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, the only reason um, I, I knew about it is because that tweet was from older Shuhei Yoshida himself. So I was like, ooh, I'll pass that on. Ooh. Nice. I think cool. I replied to everybody. I think I might reply to him as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's quite cool, though. It's, it's obviously appreciating people that put all their time into a game that he clearly enjoyed playing. Yeah, that, and that, it was such what... a fun platinum to do as well. It's a fun game. I don't know if um, we talked about this last episode, I think it was. Um, 
that we talked about we both me and death note find that the bloodborne was uh, the most fun like in a condensed experience what, yeah. what, what are your thoughts on it such like between all between bloodborne and the souls games like, have you got a favorite i think my favorite probably is still dark souls one purely for like nostalgic reasons and getting hooked in the game but bloodborne did it was really fun to play like the story was enjoyable. The gameplay was fantastic. And just how everything linked in to the world together, like you, everything was connected and there was some sort of no discrepancies about where you're going. And there's a lot of mystery to it, which was a lot of fun to solve. Like if you didn't know how to do something, you were sort of screwed and you had to figure out a sort of puzzle to get to the next area of the game. And it was, yeah, it was just really enjoyable. It was, it was a great experience. It was a lot more condensed, I, I suppose. And, I got through it a lot quicker than the other games but um, and stopped playing it quicker, but I think I enjoyed it the most. Yeah, it most certainly was the most condensed, but I, it's my favourite other than that was definitely Dark Souls. But i got to say, I'm, I'm what thoroughly enjoyed Scholar. As I, as I said plenty of times, we've been over this a million times, but <laughs> Scholar's just uh, it's really, really good. But yeah, Dark Souls it's always hard but I definitely replayed Bloodborne the most yeah interesting mm. I'm really excited actually the, the DLC being announced for November is was the nail in the coffin for Fallout 4 for me um, I was planning on getting it I was really hyped and excited for it when it was announced at E3 but mm. as as more and more has come out about it it's actually kind of um, led me away from being interested um, and then the DLC for Bloodborne, I was like, nah, that's me for November. I don't need anything else. <laughs> um, uh, I've yeah, heard I a couple know. of people say that. Yeah, I think um, CJ and Patty have both decided to boycott it. Just Well, not boycott, it's the wrong word. Cause that's, that <laughs> makes it negative. Yeah. Um, more just decide not to get it because they've got other things to do. Other things um, to play, yeah, that they would prefer to, to get their teeth stuck into. And that's that's actually a question I wanted that I thought we could discuss, and that's what we've led in perfectly to it. Um, is there just too many big games at the moment? Um, most likely, there's always too many big games. <laughs> <laughs> I like the answer. Yeah. Um, like, if you think about it, there are a lot of games to be played, even at the moment and in the next few months. Like, uh, we've got. There's Forza 6 on the Xbox. There's the new Destiny expansion that came out. People are still playing Metal Gear. There's going to be Halo next month. There's the FIFA soccer game that everyone played very famous if you're a sports fan. Then there's um, the Bloodborne expansion and Tomb Raider coming out. And yeah, there's just too much. Too much to play and too much money to be spent when you don't have money to spend. And time. Like, time is key. Like, I've still got The Witcher to get through. I'm only probably only like a not even a quarter of the way through that game. Um, Dude, if you do everything in that game, you do realise you can get 300 hours out of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the problem, and that's one of the things that actually people have been so going on about Fallout Four is that they're talking about 400 plus hours, 400 hours what? of gameplay. And to that's me, that's a turn off. That's not a turn on. That's <laughs> like, no. no. That <laughs> like. I love my RPG games like your classic Final Fantasies. Like Final Fantasy VII, I got probably about 150 hours out of it. Easy. That is my cap. Right, 150 is my, my sort of my top end. I don't want to go any further than that on a game. 
Yeah. Albeit, if I looked at my destiny counter, it's probably well over that. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's a different kettle of fish though, because that is just, that's a lot of it's it's uh, multiplayer interactive. Like I spent a lot of time on Battlefield Two, Bad Company, back on the PS3. Mm. Um, but it was all interacting with you, you know your teammates and online, and so I guess there's a little bit of a difference. Yeah, uh, yeah. Games like The Witcher and Fallout, it's just you grinding. Just you. Yeah, it, that is the big commitment to do like. And if you don't like the grind of certain games, it just becomes tedious. And even though there would be a really good game to play, you lose interest in it really quickly. Yep. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Well, especially when you look at the 400, you know that at least 250 of those hours are just fetch quests and just walking through the wasteland, if not more. Yeah, and, and build it, build, building building your own village because obviously you can build your own stuff now. So why not? You can get haircuts, build stuff. Why not have a village to yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I must admit, I did go change Geralt's hairdo in, in The Witcher when the when that little patch came in. <laughs> I had a little play. <laughs> oh my, that's the first time you can do that with him now. You've never been able to do that before. Yeah, so I know. I, I think. There, there is benefit to having a big game, but I think that's why I can put more hours in a Souls game and stuff is because it's it's there's, there's, you're not running just around the world all the time. It's quite condensed, and you can when you're playing, you're playing. Like I find when you play The Witcher, you can spend like twenty minutes just getting from one location to another, mm. and when you only have like an hour or two every couple of days to play, that's a good percentage of your time just spent traveling and. I, that's why yeah. I never played Skyrim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I really didn't like the fact that you had to walk around somewhere to unlock a city until you got the fast travel. And that's why I never played it. Too big. I, I, I did get into it because I had nothing to play for a while. And I borrowed it from my nephew. And yeah, I just realized I'm going into these caves and I'm coming out with a whole bunch of stuff that I don't need or want. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, it's, and it's became, yeah, so I found it too repetitive and, and yeah. Uh, yeah. See, I, I really like Skyrim, but I didn't play it nowhere near as much as my friends. I literally just um, played through the story campaign, finished it, probably 40, maybe 45 hours, but my friends, they were putting like, sort of 150 200 hours into it and i was just like i don't i find probably final fantasy is the only game really i can put in over 100 hours into like single player game anyway yeah i'm trying to think what i've put into them it's been too long i can't remember i lost my (laughs) save on final fantasy 7 uh oh did did you what speaking of final fantasy did you did you see the um latest final fantasy 15 trailer the latest update one no came out tokyo game show uh, it's really cool it's it's um it's kind of him where he do you know the last one he was him as a baby and he was like his dad was holding him and yep yeah it's a lot of follow-on from that it's pretty cool i won't say anything more just watch it oh, I, nice. can't, oh. I cannot wait yeah, it looks, it looks pretty cool. Um, and yeah. did you hear that Pharmacy 12 is getting HD remake? Or is that been... rumoured? I oh, see. I knew it was rumoured. I thought that you just it had been confirmed. I was going to go, yay! Well, I, I got know, it. I my, it's been rumoured. My Aussie cousin, who I've just kind of made contact with again, I've met him once, and he, you know, now we're friends on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> he 
yeah, he he posted about it the other day, and I think it has been confirmed now. Because I know it, um, it it came out basically by accident by the dude who does the uh, live music orchestra shows. Because he said something about, um, oh yeah, th- this music's gonna be in Final Fantasy twelve HD, and everyone's like, what? And he's like, oh no, it's just the translator got it wrong. And I was like, no, he <laughs> he's just he slipped up, hasn't he, silly sod? But no, nah, that'd be awesome. I really enjoyed twelve. I was crap at the gambit system though. <laughs> I've I've never gave twelve much of a go, um, so I wouldn't mind giving it a go. That was really really console. good. Story was a bit fluff though, to be honest. I remember the, I did the kind of the intro, the kind of the, the first few hours, and I didn't like all the long, stupid names. I couldn't work out where I was supposed to be going or who was who because <laughs> the names were so long. Yeah, but I like the, I like the art style, like that old Final Fantasy Tactics look. Um, mm. Yeah, it was a great game. Just the story was it was very, very political heavy. It was a bit fluff yeah. for my liking. I like fantasy sci-fi, like most Final Fantasy games. But yeah, no, it was good. I, I enjoyed it. But I'm Stat- really, really looking forward to 15. Sorry, go on. Oh, yeah. Statch, are you, are you a Final Fantasy player or RPG? Nah, no, I haven't played Final Fantasy. I do like my RPGs. Like, I am playing um, Persona 4 at the moment on the PS Vita, and I'm playing um, Fire Emblem Awakening on the DS. Okay, cool. So I, I do like my RPG games. I I really do like my uh, Japanese RPG games as well. But um, And you are a man with all consoles, aren't you? I am. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a lot of consoles. <laughs> I've got the Vita TV, or whatever you call it, PlayStation TV, whatever it's called. Yeah. And it's handy, but the games that I want to play, just, yeah, it'd be easier if I had it on the go. Um, rather than, or in a handheld, rather than actually on the TV. Because if I'm sitting at the TV, I'm just going to play Metal Gear Solid 5. Yeah. <laughs> right. Nothing yeah. else. Or or you know, one of these other big games I'm not gonna play a little handheld game. Handheld, yeah. They they are made better for travel. Uh those like the PS T V stuff is better for travel I find than anything else. Yeah. Good for good for a holiday for game to play while you're travelling. So what I've done now is I've got the v- the Vita T V set up in my bedroom and so as I'm going to bed if I want to just relax and play a just, I've got yeah. like Shovel Knight on there, and I've got oh, um, cool. Final Fantasy Nine, which I'm replaying. Um, yeah, so, so I, yeah, I think I'll, I'll use it for that. I might try and get Persona Four for the, the Vita because I've never played them, but I've heard really good things about it. Yeah, it's it's good. It's a nice grindy game to play. <laughs> yeah, I think that's good because after these action games, going to be can be a bit hard sometimes. <laughs> but playing more of a slow paced RPG. <laughs> more relaxing yeah you gotta you gotta have a, a slow rpg i'm just ugh, just everything coming out at the moment sort of final fantasy is just i'm looking forward to 15 obviously seven seven, seven we're not going to see for a, quite some time but it's i'm super excited about that and then obviously if 12 gets a hd remake as well that'll that'll fill the gap between probably 15 and the seven remake i reckon yeah that's probably when they'll Man. drop that in there. Oh, speaking, speaking of Square Enix, just just a quick one. It's, it's, I haven't written this down. I was uh, listening today about um, Joe uh, the Hitman games. Yep. Have you seen how they're releasing it? It's a bit. It's a bit I heard, strange. 
I heard something recently, but I'm trying to remember what it was. Yeah, basically, you, you buy it, $60 or 50 UK pounds, whatever. You buy it, you paid it up front, it, but it's episodic. So you're paying 60 quid up front, but then you only get a small section of the game, and then a few months down the line, once they finish the next bit, you get that bit, and then the next bit, and then the next bit. So, But you have to pay them 60 up front. Oh, interesting. Mm. That's very, yeah. It's it's very strange. Very don't strange. Know if I agree on that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think it's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that's the problem with like Kickstarter now. Kickstarter's kind of been turned into a pre-order before the game's even made now. Sure. Yeah, but that's more of like an investor thing. You look at the game, and then if you like the concepts, you give them money. But this one, it's a game that's already been developed and will yeah, true, true. take it to shops and then you've got to pay $60 for a game that you might not enjoy the next episode on. Like yeah. the Game of Thrones and the Telltales and the Life is Strange stuff, you can either buy the season pass or you can buy opt in to buy an episode. And mm. If you don't like the first episode, you don't get the second one. But this one just sounds like they're going to get your money no matter if the game's good or not. Yeah, that's so, the thing. Like At least you get with the Telltale games, you get that option of buying the season pass or no, I'll just buy the first episode, try it out. And then I've only wasted three or four UK pounds or I can carry on buying them with this. You have to buy it, but they're not even going to give you the full game, even though you've paid, you're forced to pay. It's a Hitman game. It should be one solid game. It's shouldn't, how can you make a Hitman episodic? I just, yeah. I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird practice. It just came very, Yeah. Square Enix are doing weird things at the moment, especially with like their Deus Ex pre-orders and stuff. They're just being a bit strange. That is a bit weird. I'm going to have to look into that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I have to report next time because, yeah, I just don't know. I have to look into it and see. I wonder if it's not... Hopefully it's not quite as episodic like the Telltale games. Maybe it's like certain missions are released. Well, no, apparently that's 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 the core of it. Like That's exactly what they said. It's going to be pure episodic. You get that bit, that area, duh, 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 finish that, and then you have to wait for them, and then they'll release the next bit, then the next bit. Interesting. Yeah, yeah they're, they're being a bit weird, Square Enix, at the moment. They're doing some, some weird of the, stuff. Some of the <laughs> gameplay of Hitman looked pretty cool, like, and the, the concepts they were talking about at E3. Um yeah, because they're going back to sort of Hitman, the like Blood Money style. But I think that, that they're uh, they're being a bit quiet at the moment because they want to distance themselves from the movie that just came out, which absolutely tanked. Is it worse than the last one? Uh, it's just yeah, it's just as bad, to be honest. The dudes like at least in the last one, the guy was a known actor who was actually pretty good. This this dude actually just sucks. The film yes. sucks. The first yeah. one was Timothy Oliphant. Yes, that's yeah, that's a guy. You just, if you if you haven't seen him in Justified, he's really good. It's a good mm. show. Um, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Well, I'll do my research. I'll see if I can find out more about it, and yeah, we can bring it up next time, I guess, and see if there's cool. more development, and we can have more information about it. Cool. Cool. It doesn't sound cool, though. It doesn't sound cool. No. No. So, did you see uh, the Dark Souls Three uh, has got a release date? I have. Yes, exciting stuff. And I was not yeah. surprised by the release date at all. Well, well, actually, what's interesting from my, for what I think is interesting is um, 
that there's actually a different date from Japan this time. Whereas Dark Souls 2 was the same release window, wasn't it? They got uh, a day before. I think it was a day before, actually. Yeah. Whereas Dark yeah. Souls 1 was several days, like a good week before, much like I think, this. I think Bloodborne was simultaneous as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Whereas this one's a good month apart, isn't it? Uh, when in April is it? Do we know? Uh, no, they've just said April as a as a rough. They haven't said when. Because I know that the I've also heard that they're looking potentially releasing the Western release the same time as the PC, maybe, and maybe that's why there's a delay. Possibly, but the yeah. PC's always been delayed. Yeah, and so I think it's what they're trying to do is do it at the same time. At the same time, delay yeah. the Western. So they all, all all platforms can be released at once. Yeah, because I know they're, they're not too fussed about the PC release in Japan. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, yeah. Um, yeah, PC gaming so that, that's that, huge. That's probably what it is then. They'll probably do get get that out and then do the uh, Western release at the same time as PC, probably. Yeah, it could uh, do. It's, it, yeah. They're kind of stuck with that April, March, the March for the last two games. Yeah. Yeah. But there's also, um, talking about it in Japan, there's also the financial, their financial years, 31st March. So if they sell the game in March, it's going to help. Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. And so that, that could be more because from software, I believe publish, do they publish it themselves in Japan? I think so. And so for their company, um, they'll be happy to get it in their financial year, being a small company, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that's just finance talk. That, um, no, it makes sense. No, it does make sense though, because they they can if they can get it out in March, they can tuck it into their their last their month for their financial their financial year. So yeah, and they want that. They're, they're a small company still. They're growing yeah. quite quickly. Um, I think and a big release last, like that. Yeah, in Japan they're still going to get quite a few sales. Yeah, absolutely. I heard. I guess since last we recorded that FromSoft is expanding and opening a second studio. I heard that as well, actually. I um, have not heard this. Oh. Yeah, which is really cool. Um, I also heard someone say on another podcast that from that FromSoft didn't even make Dark Souls 2 and Bloodborne, which was weird. <laughs> Dark Souls 2 and Bloodborne? No, no, Dark Souls 2 and 3. Dark Souls yeah, 2. The, which was really bizarre because yes they did it's just Miyazaki didn't direct Dark Souls 2 no yeah, yeah no, it was real I, weird I, I don't know I, I remember reading uh, that Miyazaki said that they'd started Dark Souls 3 around the same time as Bloodborne uh, pretty much at the same time yeah well yeah I've also heard yeah he started straight after Dark Souls 1 and I think we've alluded yeah. to thinking maybe Dark Souls 3 was supposed to be Miyazaki's sequel yeah, this is this is heavy speculation. It, well, it is a heavy speculation, but if you look at it, it has all the assets of Dark Souls One, all the movements, the the animations, and everything is all DS One. Yeah, and yeah. but um, obviously, potentially, uh, what they called Namco wanted something quicker or sooner, um, and so they they pushed in a quick another release. Mm. But yeah back there opening up a second studio so it's really good they're growing uh, just hope they don't grow too too quickly and too quick become crazy. That's, that's all my that that's always a worry is like if they grow too quick and go a bit um activision 
Yeah. It's that's it always a worry. I, I don't mind sort of uh, say a, a Dark Souls slash Bloodborne every sort of couple of years, but when it starts being every year, that's when it gets very worrying. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the year. But yeah, Dark Souls, Dark Souls 3 was cheese here now? Yes. Yeah. So, um, well, almost. It came out in, it didn't come out in March. I forget. March, well, I suppose if they, if, if they can do Dark Souls 2, Bloodborne, DS3, they've all been a year apart and by the looks of things, well, Dark Souls 2 was good, Bloodborne was good. And DS3's yeah. looking to yeah, be well, very good as well. So it's always different teams doing it all. So yeah, yeah. yeah and I think that's that's what they're doing with the second studio. It's going to be like an asset studio where they'll be working on kind of like I guess programming and designing things that can be used right, for maybe okay. multiple games. Like kind of so they can be working on little little jobs, and then you got the main studio working on the actual the nitty gritties of the game. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's probably a time saving thing yeah well they use the same a lot of the same audio <laughs> uh, yeah most definitely <laughs> um, so I think it was uh, Epic Name Bro was saying that he's heard the Ornstein and Smo like as you enter the fog there's the intro kind of theme is his, is on Scrubs one of the Scrubs episodes oh really <laughs> like so he, his theory is that they've just got like a they've bought a, a sound library sound library you know, yeah yeah, or bought a yeah, bought a license to some sound, which is obviously being used elsewhere. Yeah, it'll be like royalty free sound library. I hope it's not royalty free. I hope it's they actually paid for it. <laughs> 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 it's good quality. That's it. Yeah, some, some epic music. So I'm sure it's. I'm sure they paid for it. It's good quality. <laughs> oh yeah, no, you still pay for it, but sometimes they're royalty free, aren't they? You buy them and you oh, can see, use them see. without having to pay royalties. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I misunderstood. I thought you're saying yeah. Yeah, no, they're, they're, but they, they, the royalty-free sample libraries tend to be more expensive, but you don't play royalties when you use them. Uh, yep. Yeah. I understood. Nice. So, yeah, Dark Souls 3, what, what are your thoughts, Dutch? I haven't heard what your anticipation for this game is or your expectations. Anticipation's uh, very high. Good, uh, good. Hopes that they've taken more of a Dark Souls 1 approach to the world design. And there's no stupid fast travel at the start of the game. That's oh, that's there. It's there. Fast travel is there. As long as the world's the same as Dark Souls 1, where it all connects and get everywhere by actually just traveling and not having to... Um, like, you can't get to a certain place without resting at a nest or um, going to a bonfire and traveling to this specific part of the game. Like in Dark Souls 1, you could get everywhere you wanted to by running or walking. Yep. Yeah. I, so I think you're right. I think that is going to be the case, but he, uh, Miyazaki said that he just liked the ease of use of being able to travel from the start because some people don't like to run back and forth, but by the sounds of things, it looks like everything's going to be connected in that sense. So... Which is right. good because well, yeah. that's how we like our Dark Souls. That's yeah, I guess I guess Bloodborne has warping. It's just you have to warp to. Well, Dark uh, Bloodborne's more like uh, Blood Demon Souls. You've got yeah, your it's just... Yeah, it's a, it's it's, it's weird Bloodborne because it's kind of like a hybrid of D- D- um, Demon and Dark Souls One because you've got your open world, open flowing world of 
of Dark Souls yeah. in the main section, but then you have a hub as well. It's a bit, it's kind of a funny hybrid. I suppose they needed to do that because there's a, obviously a couple of sections like the um, the Nightmare World and the College that you could you couldn't get to unless you teleported. But so, that's it. Yeah. Dark Souls has the same thing as well. They've got you got the painted world and the. Oh uh, yeah, true, true, yeah. Um, and but I suppose you don't go to hub that you. Yeah, with, with those bits though, you, uh, well, I suppose yeah, you can go from Firelink Shrine, but obviously Painted World you go from an area. That's it, it's yeah. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. That's cool. It's all good. But, <laughs> but yeah, there's not um, much information on DS3. There's been a little bit of gameplay that they they released, like HD gameplay, which looks just awesome. It just looks beautiful. I cannot wait. Yeah, just pretty pretty excited for it. Yeah. So, yes, Starch. What is your take on Destiny, the Taken King? We had <laughs> to get there is, eventually. Yes, it is um, fantastic. It's pretty much a brand new game to what Vanilla Destiny was a year ago. Does does that annoy you in any way, though? Like, because I could see that. Because yeah. I've, I've, I've sold my Destiny uh, copy. It doesn't and... annoy me too much because I had fun playing the original game, like I spent many hours playing the original okay. game and yep. what I've got here, like, cause you don't have to play the original story stuff. Like it's not a part of this taking expansion at all. So it's purely personal choice. If you go back to it, um, yeah, like between original destiny, then the dark world, the taken king and I'm uh, sorry, um, the house of wolves and the taken king, they just sort of progress the way that you do stuff in the game, which is good. Like you were in a sense, you help make the game better for the people who are playing it now and what got released. Yep. I'm just surprised how much it costs. Like the, the just the expansion is eighty dollars here. Oh, really? New Zealand dollars. It was. Yeah. I got it for forty dollars. That's a lot for an, ex- that's a lot for an expansion. It is. <laughs> But w- so, w- w- is that? Are you looking at the 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 one that comes with? Um, no, that's just the expansion. So on our what, PSN. What? to get so, to get the full get the full game, like with all the DLC and the original game, is one hundred and fifteen Zealand dollars. What's that worth? That r- roughly expensive. work out to uh, close fifty to sixty pounds. That will. That's about right. That's what I'm paying over here. It's it's fifty five for the the collector's one with the game, the two DLCs, and Taken King. Taken King on its own was forty UK pounds. Yeah, so that's about right for UK. It just seems mm. so high for but we always But we always get boned. Yeah, boned New Zealand and England seem to. I was actually having a look at the actual pricing. I always bleat around this pricing, um, <laughs> and I was I was comparing EB Games Canada and EB Games New Zealand. Because mm. a, a podcast I listened to, they asked me um, what the prices are. And I compared, so this is the same company, but just different regions. And I took I took Lego Dimensions, which is coming out next week. Yeah. To buy it from New Zealand, if you convert to Canadian dollars, was 169 Canadian dollars. To buy it in Canada in Canadian dollars was 109. It was That's a, a 60, huge difference. 60 That's a Canadian huge dollars difference. difference. Oh, it was, my God. Stupid. That, and, it, we've said this before. It doesn't make any sense. It's like the Taken King, for example. I know for a fact that that's 
40 American dollars just for the expansion, which works out about 30 pounds, but we pay 40 pounds. So it's yeah, $40, yes. 40 pounds. So why do we get screwed so hard in conversion? It just makes no sense. Yeah. And we, we tend to be similar to England. Um, mm. But I guess you guys have a bigger market, so you get, but you get more stores trying to cut prices quicker. Whereas we've yeah. got, we've got hardly anything here in New Zealand. So the prices just stay high longer. So what did you pay for your stutch? Um, I got bought it off the American store, so I got the expansion for like I think it worked out to be forty five dollars for me. Forty five dollars, yeah. See that? Um, yeah, that's about thirty two pounds for me, and that's that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. See that? That'd be about sixty. Yeah. So that yeah, that's but still that's that is quite high for an expansion. It might seem high for an expansion, but it's bloody worth every penny. I can tell you that now. <laughs> it is. It is very. It funny. really is. If you're going by a pound per hour. I've more than got that out of it. It's 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 like playing a whole new game. Seriously, yeah. it's the they, story's fantastic. The, oh, the story, a story? There, there is a story. There's a story. I'm playing with, devil's advocate with phenomenal cutscenes and uh dude, Cade Six. Cade yeah. Six is so awesome. He is fantastic and. <laughs> Like this, like in the after the first mission of the tape, Kim is just a cutscene, and I think everyone that I've spoken to in like all the podcasts I've listened to, they've all said that that's like one of the like the funniest thing in the whole game when um, a character error, she just chucks a little rock on the desk, and <laughs> K6 says, "Get your rock off my desk." My map, <laughs> yeah, and he's just like, my map. He's, fr- he's throwing a rock around, and she's like giving him a look like, "Oh, you bastard." <laughs> <laughs> I, Nathan, I have heard Nathan Fillion's given, fantastic, man. He is. I've heard they've given more character and life to the NPCs in the game. Like, there's actually they, a lot more interaction, and they do actually do something rather than to sell you a new pair of boots. Yeah, they all they all become like their own quest masters, and then um, throughout the missions now, like especially in the new strikes and stuff, they they do like all the voiceovers, and you learn why you're going in this place, and more about the bosses you're actually fighting than you did in the original. Yeah, they're all uh, fully voiced. Game. Yeah. Okay. Do you, um, is there, because you mentioned the old games, you can ignore the old part of the game, the original. Yeah. Is, yeah. Have they have they smoothed that out so it actually plays better or it has more, more story in it as well? Or? They've put um, a quest line into the old story so you can do it as the same with the new stuff that's in the expansion. It's all been questified in a sense, I guess. Uh, but they haven't changed the story or the dialogue to the old stuff. They've kept it exactly the same. So they've got a new voice actor for the ghost, and he just reads the same lines as what the old one did, and they haven't added anything new there. They're sort of yeah. just whatever's beyond so you the said first. Questline. What, what do you mean by that, like questline for the old ga- old levels? So um, all the new missions in the uh, Taken King, they're all being... Um, they're all quests, and you got to start off by talking to someone, and they'll tell you where you're going and why you're doing it. So they've gone back and did that with all the old missions. So oh, so do... the purpose to what you're doing rather than just flying around the universe. Yeah. So yeah. Before it used to be you could go to a planet, and then most of the missions would be unlocked for you, and it's your choice to which order you did those missions. Now they say this is your next stop. Go do this because of this event. Okay, so outside the mission itself, they've given more character and story to what's happening. 
That's right, but okay. purely for the missions, when you start playing them, they're exactly the same. Which is fine, though, because it's a mission. You go and you know shoot stuff, but if you know why you're there, it makes it more enjoyable, or can make it more enjoyable. That's right, yeah. So right. this this ghost this ghost um, controversy, Noland or oh, what's the dude's name? Dink, uh, uh, Dinklebot. Dinklebot, yeah, Dinklage. Uh, full. Well, I guess for the old content, I uh, preferred Dinklage because he was probably the original ghost, and the lines were made for him in a sense, and the way he sort of expressed the voice yep. of the lines were better. But yep. for the stuff in the new content, the Tick King, yeah, Noland fits it really well. Um, there's a lot more humor with your ghost. There's a lot more interaction with the stuff he says. Well, see, I actually listened to like a quick uh, YouTube video comparing the di- um, the, some of the, it would have been the early missions, obviously, between Noland and uh, Dinklage. And I think I preferred the Dinklage. Like I found Noland just, just to be a bit, it seems silly. <laughs> but again, well, he's yeah, written dialogue that was already yeah. written for someone else. Yeah, that's the that's thing. Right. That those original lines were written for obviously Dinklage, and the new new stuff was written more towards uh, Nolan's style. But I, I kind of I like Dinklage as the old one, but I do personally prefer Nolan North because it he reminds me what they call little light. He seems like a small little small childish, and that's how he comes across not grumpy old light as Dinklage. Comes yeah, across he as, seems more. He seems more happy and he he, he kind of reminds me because they look of he looks like and sounds like he reminds me of Guilty Spark three four three. That's right, yeah, that's what I thought when I heard him as well, Guilty Spark yeah. from Halo, <laughs> oh, which like which is good. Um, oh, he's just um, when you get to a certain bit in the Halo games, he becomes a character you talk to and you learn stuff from. Okay, and it seems like a very bungee thing to do with the voice of a ghost to make mm. it familiar for people who have played those yeah. games before. Um, so that's interesting. I've heard people talking about how like uh, Dinklage didn't care or he wasn't invested, and then I've heard people say, "Well, no, he's just not a voice actor. He doesn't." Whereas Nolan's a professional voice actor, and so he's that's why his performance is flat. I think he's getting blamed for too much. I honestly reckon he would have gone in to record, and I've said, "You're a robot. Read it flat." Yeah, yeah. But, I, and- I I do think it's. If you listen to the way Nolan reads his lines as well, it's it's very similar. I think it's more the writing more than the voice actors. Themselves. Yeah, and what the direction he'd have been given because yeah. I don't think um Dink, I think Dinklage could do a different version of the of the ghost, but I think it's yeah, I think it's what he was told in direction, and I I feel bad for him that he's being blamed for a. But for you, a, you saying being blamed, a lot of people are now. Most people are like, actually, I miss Dinklage. I think it's because we've all got so used to him. <laughs> yeah, like he's been around every mission saying, do this, do yeah. that. And... So do you, do you think it's that the bunch of reacted too, too quickly to criticism from people? Or do you uh, think there's other things going on in the background? I think there's other things going on in the background. Like... Well, they said they couldn't get hold of him, but he said yeah. that's, that's Cod's wallop. I think it's probably... I've got a bit of both. I think it's to do a little bit of what the fans were saying and possibly his cost now because he's quite a big actor in Hollywood now. So well, he's, 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 maybe he's busy recording Game of Thrones season six. That's right. Like he could have been purely availability as well, but I guess no one really knows the true answer, but Nolan North seems like the more appropriate approach for a voice actor for, a, I guess a 10 year game or a nine year yeah. game now. Whereas, um, 
you'd probably be more ready to say, oh, we've got this stuff for you to record. Can you come in this X day to do it? Where Diggle would have to say, oh, can you come this time? Let me check with someone else. I'm filming this day. It might not work here and there. And yeah. yeah. Fair enough. I, you're just saying nine-year gamer game. Like, I know that's kind of being leaked mm. and talked about how that's their plan. I just, quite yeah. flashed in my mind was the dollars that people are going to spend on this game. <laughs> well, I, oh, yeah. Yeah, but I'm looking at it like, this is, a, okay, so I bought the Taken King, right? Yep. I haven't bought any other game in the last few months yep. um, before Taken King, so I'm happy to spend the money because it is a game that I'm yeah, good. Yep. playing all the time. And I don't plan to buy too many other games this year. Like, I'm going to buy Halo 5, um, maybe Fallout, potentially, but nothing really else is going to tickle my fancy too much till the games come out in November and so it's just another purchase that I can sort of justify for myself to make yeah no I'm in the same boat like obviously I've got Taken King and I won't be purchasing anything until the Bloodborne DLC and that'll probably and then I'll go back to Destiny and that'll probably see me through till Dark Souls 3 yeah yeah, fair enough. That's that's fair enough. And if you enjoy the game, that's what that's, that's what counts, really, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. And I, so I really enjoy this well, game. The, the thing Good. is, they've they've made it so much more fun to play now. Like it's you're not hanging around for month, two months, three months to go up a level. You're constantly getting items and gear, new loot, new gear all the time, and you're always going to pick up something that's a little bit better. And it all adds up to instead of just one bit of light, everything all adds up, and it's like a an average of all your stuff, which gives you a light stat. So every time you get one tiny bit bit better gear, your light will go up, and then it all adds yeah. up eventually, and your light gradually goes up rather than big steps it's small baby steps so it's a nice residual curve and it just it's, it's it a, always feels like you're you're moving forward it's a nice grind it is yeah uh, is the is the upgrade items easy to come by Cause some of the armor in the original the yeah upgrade so upgrade items are ridiculous like what they've done now is they'll um give you new items when you decode them or you get them from a boss um, they'll look at your current light level and they'll give you something sort of in between 20 light level below or maybe a few light level above. So you've above, always yeah. been stuff that you can equip and use. Okay. And like the only way to get above like 300, I have three tens the max, but the only way to get above like 300 is by doing the rate, which is right. sort of fair enough. Um, but yeah, like the grind's not as bad. Um, doing strikes is fun now. Oh yeah, because got grinding strikes that that rewards you with lots of loot, which you can break yeah. down or infuse. Because you can infuse higher higher items that you're not interested in. You can infuse them into the items you like to make that item better. That's right, and they've actually given all the bosses uh, specific. Um, they're in loot now, so they've got their own weapons yeah. and armor materials, which like people grind to have that look. Now it's not just. Um, okay, so you know what you're hunting for. It's not just all random. Yeah, no. so you know what... It's still random what you get, but there's some specific items that you, if you want, you can give a plan the strikes to get that, or if you want something from Crucible, it's more likely to get that reward yeah. now. And and it's, it's obviously come out this week as well that there's going to be a lot of exotics hidden within special, midden, uh, ah. special missions because uh, uh, an exotic sniper rifle called the Black Spindle got 
uncovered this week that's hidden within a secret mission so it's not a completely random drop you just have to go through an extremely tough mission with your fire team to get it and it's it's one of those things like it's it that they're trying to move away from rng as much as possible and just try and make everything as fair as they can and they are doing a very good job of it i think because getting these exotics instead of just randomly getting it here or there you know i can do that mission to go and get that like there's a lot of quests that will give you those exotics like at the moment i'm going for the boolean gemini i know that i've got to finish this mission get my petra up to rank three and i'll get it next week on arms day which is awesome i don't have to just cross my fingers and hope to rng says that i'm gonna get it <laughs> oh yeah. that's good have they got rid of some of the stupid because I, I remember doing some um those side missions for exotics like you to do certain things to oh, like, the, get the um, exotic bounties that's, yeah. so they've changed that into they got their own quest line so um i got the i've got a sword now i've got the exotic sword now oh you've got swords that sounds cool they're swords awesome. are very cool um <laughs> okay, so i got I, my I might exotic get this. sword um this week yep. um and that was just part of its own quest so you've got to do this that and whatever to get yeah, the sword I, but I have, there's I a story behind it yet. like okay, they so fleshed them out because i remember yeah. doing one and it was just ridiculous like you there was like you'd do different stages and i'd done the first two and they took ages then i had to go into the crucible and only do void damage yeah, they sort of got rid of the elements. One, like for this sword, one you've got to get. There's a stage where you've got to kill 50 mages or ultras with your sword, and 25 people in the crucible with your sword. Well, so that's okay. Do you get but that's okay. points if you don't if you kill someone without your sword? No, no, no. It's just you've got to kill kill 25 with, people in total with your sword, and that's that. Well, you don't get points taken off you like you did with the old bounties. Yeah, that used to drive me mental because void there, was like is... your rocket launcher was the only thing I had with void. There is one bounty floating around at the minute that no one's really liking. I, th I think it's for the chaperone, I think, that you have yeah, to get I... kills with the last word on, and that's no, a bit it's... of a bugger. Is that Yeah, I one? did that one. Yeah, is that the last a... kill of the game? No, it's this one's... Um, you got to get... I forget, don't know how many people you got to kill, but you got to kill people with the last word equipped, and then, like, yeah. it kills 2% of the bounty, and then if you get killed you'd lose one percent and that was a real chore to do yeah that's, yeah that's rubbish yeah that's probably the only one that everyone's come across that everyone doesn't like but all the others are pretty pretty fair there's no loss in progression it no, just, and you do it all through the game as well like the bullying gemini it's a quest you get rewarded yeah. at the end um the sword part of the quest language so you get the sword the after quest. you finish the story um and then the quest develops up through that and nice like there's grind there but it's a fun grind you actually enjoy doing it and then yeah you're rewarded by the end of it with a fantastic raid so that's uh, I, I am <laughs> to be honest I am tempted to pick it up again just because it does sound like a much better game and I did enjoy it originally it's just I didn't have people to play with and so I got a bit well I, I know death needs a friend to play on playstation yeah, uh, uh, that's what I'm, I'm, I was booing about because like I, I have a raid was. team and like I basically did obviously Vault of Glass, Dark Below, and because I didn't, I I wasn't really into Prison of Elders. I didn't really do it, so they kind of started doing it with a few other people. Now I'm on. They've 
I'm still with the same team, but they don't really work. A lot of them don't have jobs. So they get on early afternoon and start doing stuff. So by the time I'm home, they're already got a full team. So I'm like, mm, I'll go do some bounties then. I'll go do some <laughs> bounties on my own. <laughs> I'll go grind the court of Oryx with some strangers. <laughs> yeah, see, that's, that's I had no one really to play with. Um, and so I kind of burnt out of it pretty quickly. But the, I, I haven't really it's still enjoyable on your own. There's still a lot of stuff like the Court of Oryx. You can wander on down there. If there's people there, you can get involved in that. We've, and there's always people there. Like you can stick your rune in and you're fighting over who wants to put their rune in next because only that person gets stuff. But the Court of Oryx is really cool. There can be up to sort of nine people down there doing that at any one time, which is really fun. Oh, yeah. Well, I may pick it up. Mm-hmm. It is fun. I'm it is, having a great time with it. And like I said, the raid is fantastic once you get into it. And I spent, like, when the raid was released, I spent all weekend doing the damn thing till I finally got it at the end. Mm-hmm. What, what light level are you at now, Stutch? Um, I've got all my three characters up to above 300. Jeez Louise, I have so little time. Like I've literally, I've only been able to work on one character, and I've got him up to two two nine four now. Well, with your characters, like I, I got my two my because I play mainly in a hunter, so I got my warlock and my titan to level forty, and then I just got legendary gear from from engrams. Like once I had all my gear from my hunt, I transferred the engrams over to the other characters. Yeah. And then I infused my hunter gear onto the other characters, which was a highlight yeah. to get them up. Like I just, I haven't finished the story with the other two characters yet. They're just done the raid because I had them at a ridiculously high light level through mm-hmm. um, just playing on my hunter all the time, which is that's really one, good. Yeah, that's one thing I do. Language. No, it, it is good because, um, <laughs> yeah, speaking gobbledygook to you. <laughs> yeah, no, before, like, it, it's good that you can get, say, hunter gear and you can infuse that into your Titan gear if you don't want it, which is, it's good that they've added that in because I've got a couple of exotics from Hunters and I've got a Titan, so I could use them to infuse my gear, which was good. Whereas before, you'd get a Hunter helmet and you're a Titan, you're like, what a waste. And you just have to yeah. dismantle it. That's all I ever got when I was playing as a Hunter. I only ever got Titan good stuff. Like I... Yeah, see, now you can use that stuff to infuse your own gear, which is is great. And then so... you'd play, I'd play for hours and I'd finally get, like, was it purple was like kind of the best... Yeah, well, exotic, the best. Then the yellow uh, exotics. Yeah, exotics are yeah. sort of the best thing. I get like it. a purple in, is it engrams, little retina. Yeah. Then you take it to the guy to decode, and it would turn into like a blue one. It's like yeah, oh, but he oh, they well, fixed you, that too. He was an utter bastard back then. <laughs> he doesn't do that anymore. He won't decode it less than what it's worth. It'll only go up. Now. Oh, good. You, you, you'll that, never that's... get a blue out of a purple. You'll always get a purple out of a purple or an exotic out of a purple. But yeah, he but was an utter bastard. <laughs> he was an utter bastard back then. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so yeah, um, I'll think about getting it just to yeah, save my pennies. You will have fun. Oh, I'm sure yeah, I will. Um, I, I, I've said to um, Death Note last episode, I think it was, I have a little bit of nostalgia for Destiny because it was my first PS4 game I played. And even that, I hear that theme music, you know, in the menus. Oh, the new, fi- the new theme music is beautiful. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I'd like that. I'd oh, want the original because... So... No, I the hear, new music is it, so good. Yeah, but I've got a nostalgia for the new one. <laughs> you'll Play get the game it. and you'll get, you'll get it. Yeah, you really will. <laughs> it's, um, uh, it's, and because the game plays well. It's just, yeah, there was just, I had no one to play with and, yeah, just, yeah. 
Yeah, well, they've made it like a lot more rewarding to do, um, like just doing the Vanguard strikes now. Like lots of people yeah. just do those to get the gear now because um, you do. So, for example, more than three strikes in a row, you stay in the playlist and you get better rewards. Yeah, you get more and more. Yeah, yeah, you get a streak bonus. Um, so the longer you stay in, the better rewards you get. Like I played, <laughs> I, was I just streak bonus. <laughs> like street cred. <laughs> <laughs> I, I played just a bank. I played least last night for about two hours, and I played with the same three people, two other people for the three hours. Or two hours, sorry. Wow. They we didn't leave the match at all. So um. Yeah, that's the thing. It, yeah, it, it pays to stay in and not. They're, they're trying to stop people jumping out and just flaking away from from strikes and stuff, which seems to be working. I've had a few people jump out on me on. Uh, heroic strikes which is a bit annoying but yeah yeah my, one of my final questions is it can you play it a bit more casual do you have to be no you can play it more casual you don't yeah, you have to really be, can yeah you don't have to be dick like i said you get rewarded now based on what your light level is so if you're 280 and you play for like an hour you might go up to 286 by that end of that hour yep Okay, because that's what most people I know in Destiny are. They're well into it. Like they, they, <laughs> they, um, they invest a lot of time. Whereas I've got other games on a play, other things. So yeah. a lot like, of people don't there. start out that way though. They go in there casual, and then that's it. No other game. You just you just end up getting addicted. You can't help it. <laughs> that's right. Um, like you can get the game now, and you can reach level twenty five instantly. They've made sure that their new content yeah. not blocks to anyone. Okay, I have heard that because I, I think I had my character about twenty seven or something, and then origin from the original, and then oh yeah. that ca- yeah, but the, the, like yeah, if you you can start a new character and it'll give you a spark of light which you can use, and that'll get you up to level twenty five with the right sort of gear for that level, and then you can start playing the Taken King stuff. Oh, cool! Oh, It'll that's what hard. I was going to say. I saw like, I, when I was going through Twitter to look at what people commented about this episode of recording. Um, I saw your picture, Death Note, from that you posted of your character, of the, the you're posting about the um, shaders. You had the green one or the blue one. Oh Jesus! That's when I first started playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that character. I don't, I commented back then, and it just I saw it again, and it reminded me. It looked like Cell from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> oh was that what, was that when he was wearing the green yeah the green yeah because you had like a funny shaped head and, and like the the panels they just looked like cell i was like man that's cell that's cool i got a funny shaped head how dare you insult my tired like that yeah cell's pretty pretty <laughs> tough though so <laughs> you said i got a funny shaped head like a peanut i can't remember what I got, but yeah it's cool um yeah we'll see if you see me in the online and I have it, you'll know. Yeah, we'll jump on sometime. It'll be good. Because you've got it on PS4, don't you, Stutch? As I well. do have it on PS4, but I just haven't played on the PS4 because, like, the grind's mm. real. And, and you, <laughs> the grind is real. All your people you co-op with and all your strike teams are all on. Yeah, Xbox. all my strike teams are Xbox. So, um, see? This is why it's hard for me to find a raid. See, I could just jump, jump in with Stutch, but no, he's on the Xbox. I am purely, I am merely on the Xbox. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, well, thanks for sharing and answering my questions about Destiny. You're welcome. <laughs> um, it's been good. Didn't understand all of it, but yeah, it sounds, sounds like there was definitely a, a big improvement. 
Yeah, yeah, it's a very big improvement. It's very fun. And if you look at the reviews for the Taken King expansion itself, it's getting real positive reviews. Like, um, I believe when the first game came out, uh, IGN gave it like six point seven or something or seven, yeah. and now it got it. got I can think a nine or an eight. Yeah, it was at eight point nine. Eight point nine. It was almost a nine. Yeah. So. Yeah. Middle Gear Solid got a ten. <laughs> but no, it's good to see that that they're uh, learning from their mistakes and they are they are rectifying that. And I'm quite happy going forward, knowing that that they can improve and the game's only going to improve. Because look at World of Warcraft; that's been around for ten years, and that game only just improved and got better over time. So, you know. Is, is there any bitter sweetness about that though? Because there are like the rumors and the the leaks of um, things coming out that content was pulled. Yeah, well, there's not rumors anymore. It's it's clarified. It's fact, yeah, with it's that um, orchestra now. dude, the yeah. the music guy. I don't know. I can't remember his title. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, don't know. Uh, um, yeah, you, you talk about, about his... yeah, Marty O'Donnell. Yeah, the music guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that a lot of content was cut. Like, is there any bit of sweetness about it? Like, it feels good now? No, because I, I don't blame Bungie for that because it, it has turned out that it was just Activision sticking their knives in and doing shit behind the scenes. And they had a massive publishing deal with them and obviously they're signed into that and they have to do what they're told sometimes. And that was just one of the things that happened. It also happened with their story writer. That's why Joe Stanton left because yeah. they basically made them cut up the story sort of a month before release and then that's why it got delayed a year he left they couldn't use his story anymore so they had to mishmash this story together that's why year one was it didn't really have a story Mm. yeah it'd be nice if they made the Taken King cheaper then to as in a as a way to make up for the past sins but I I don't I don't think I, I would definitely say the Taken King I would say that was new content, I think. Okay. Yeah, I think the Taken King was all new. Um, House of Wolves and Dark Below, I think, possibly were already probably built. I think some of the stuff in, take in the House of Wolves was changed because uh, yeah. a lot of the stuff was a lot better than but yeah, Dark Below was definitely planned. That could have been in the original game as well, yeah. I think. Definitely. Too ready to the start. But yeah, I think most of the stuff in the Taken King is all brand new, fresh stuff that wasn't actually pulled from the original game. Okay. No, yeah. Cool. So two thumbs up from Stutch and Death Nut. Yeah, Go by Destiny, up. everyone. It's great. You have fun. <laughs> yeah, we have a dark insight raid team. <laughs> we can. Excuse I'll, me. Oh, I'll God, grind yeah. that PlayStation <laughs> character and see how that goes. Uh, Sweet. Um, Shall we? Well, we've been introducing a little segment called NPC Corner, and with our start to be our guests who have asked if he has someone he'd like to introduce there would be I couldn't remember who you told me that you'd done but I was thinking have you talked about Luca Teal yet no no well I I quite like Luca Teal from Dark Souls 2 so that's the NPC I thought we could talk about nice yeah she is a very uh, unique and interesting character yes most definitely I, I like yeah she's awesome Stats, do you want to give us a quick summary for those who don't know who are or so, Yeah, Lucatil is an NPC character you come by in Dark Souls 2, which um, she has a very interesting quest line or I guess a storyline to herself that she's looking for her 
brother that's sort of in a sense going to fight the curse. Um, and you meet her throughout the game and you learn more about her story where she's come from and you slowly see her get taken by the curse, which I think is a good aspect for the game. Like it's been in the other Dark Souls games as well, but just to see how she deals with the challenges and that she can actually help you fight the curse as well. It's a lot more subtle with her, like it's it's more staggered. In previous games, you kind of see someone just go nuts and attack Nuts, you. and this one, you can slowly see her going nuts, I guess, in a sense. Like, um, it's a very slow progression. You see how she's changing and how her attitude towards you changes towards uh, her end, I guess. And it's just, yeah, really good. I think it's a really good NPC to interact with and... Um, in a sense, she's always helping you fight the curse. Like she starts off being an NPC you can summon, and then at the end of her uh, quest line or her story, she actually gives you tools to fight the curse with. Yeah, and I, I really like her dialogue. Like it's it's well it's well thought out, and there's like a story progression. Um, and yeah, there's like she's forgetting who she is, like her whole sense of self, which is very prevalent in Dark Souls too. Like the whole intro cinematic is all about forgetting yourself, and you you know. Losing. your family and such yeah you'll, you'll forget where you've come from and and you see that happening in her dialogue really clearly um but she fights to bring it back and so she she forgets who you are then she remembers and i, I really like that yeah the, the scripting is really well done in that one with her yeah so she's probably one of my favorite npcs from yeah dark souls 2 and probably most of the souls games as well like you you have so much interaction with her throughout the game a bit like um Solar from Dark Souls 1, but it's just, you seem, you get more invested with her storyline, and when you sort of summon, like, Solar from Dark Souls 1, it's like, oh, yeah, he died, that, that's okay. But if you want to keep Lickitil alive, because she's got such an interesting story to tell you, and you want to help her out find what she's looking for. Yeah, it's quite a tragic ending to, to her quest line. It is. <laughs> um, I don't know if you want to talk about what happens at the end of her quest line, no because it could be spoilers for people who haven't played the game yet. But she does have a nice quest line to do and follow. Yeah. Yeah, good choice. Death, yeah, Death no, no, you got anything to add? Yeah, no, I, I do like it. It, it. it is a very... I'm going to say spoilers for Lucatil's ending. A couple of minutes forward. It is, it, is, it is a very sad ending, considering where she, she ends up going hollow and literally... Her brother's literally, like, there. Yeah. <laughs> literally, yeah, like, that... 30 feet away. She only just had to go around the corner and she would have possibly found what but she then was again, searching for. If she did find what she was searching for, would she be happy with the end result? Because he is a possibly dark not. spirit and invader. Should, yeah. it's, it's probably yeah. not what she wanted. Should have to kill her brother or die by his blade. But so maybe that uh, would have been more of a fitting end than just going hollow. That's true. Because they've, because they've been battling, they, she always said about they was always fighting and battling each other all the time, and maybe that would have been a more of a fitting end for them die, than die to the blade. Yeah, die to the blade. Yeah. Interesting, but I'm just thinking about it. In Dark Souls One, when NPCs go hollow, like all the all pretty much all the NPCs, you can fill out their their story and then find them, and they just attack you. Yeah. Does that happen in Dark Souls 2? Do any NPCs just attack you? Um, I don't think I didn't turn hollow. That's like interesting. Attack you. Like, um, you, 
yeah, literally anyone that you sort of come across that does get affected by the curse in the whole game. Everyone else is just, is aware of the curse and that's about it. Like you have the blacksmiths, which don't happens with them. You have the blacksmith. He's he's hollow. He's hollow. That's why he's all dead. But he's, he's aware of that, but he's still got his sanity with him. Yeah. He just hasn't Um, regained his sanity. No other character in the game actually starts to turn and lose their mind. Like Lucatil does in Dark Souls 2. Um, and yeah. in like Dark Souls One, no one just goes crazy and attacks you. And that's what I like about her is that it's it's done. It's not done by just her attacking you at the end of her quest. It's done by her dialogue and her progression through her story. Yeah, uh, mm. it's a lot more subtle. Um, yeah. yeah, I wonder. I, it would be kind of cool though if you came back to Aldia's keep that kind of entrance way, like second time that she would be there and attack you. I think that could kind of be kind of add more that, sadness to her story yeah if you came back at some point mm. yeah fully fully hollowed and Man, you imagine, her there. yeah, yeah imagine cool. if you came back and if you'd done her quest line and gotten her gear she just attacks you like yeah, that, nothing yeah because she sort of disappears after that scene nothing you don't know what happens you don't know, like, what you, happened. Know, mm. you know that she's sort of going crazy but that's that's it like you don't know if she um has if if she has taken to the curse or if she has somehow survived it but it would be fun to have that last encounter with her to see yeah because i have heard people mentioning that you maybe she doesn't actually she's she's resigned to the fact she won't find her brother but she still has the, the the drive to still go on and maybe leave this land, but I don't know. It's maybe Dark Souls Three will answer. <laughs> I haven't to look at you. <laughs> what happened to Lucatil? Did she come back in the end? Yeah, <laughs> probably not. But yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks for that, Stutch. Thanks for taking the time to to think about any PC. Right. You're welcome. Thank you for discussing her. Um. Oh, we missed the question about destiny that well, Patty Stardust had for us, or for you two. Ah, okay. Are you are you jumping in with new characters or old? Um, I have stuck with uh, my old characters uh, purely because I wanted to do the raid and the new story content straight away. Um, yep. And really, if you've played the game from the start of launch last year, you've played the story missions over and over again, and it's not going to be anything new for you there to do. Okay. What about and you? I- do you want to do the grind again to get a character? Fair enough. Yeah, and I, I, I'm pretty invested in the character that I've I've been using the whole time. And as I say, because I don't have a great amount of time, I wanted to use my spark of light to start a new character, but I just don't have the time to run a second character. I literally only have the time to concentrate on my one character. So it's definitely old character for me. It's okay. I've spent a lot of time with that guy. <laughs> So well, there's, still quite a, Sorry. there's still quite a big difference between the level 25 and where you need to be to do the new content? To, no, to be honest, you could get from 25 to 40 quite easy. It wouldn't take yeah. very long. And the new content starts at level 25. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's all right then. Because my, my existing character, if I did pick it up, um, I think I've told both of you before, my mm. son deleted all my good stuff. <laughs> yes. And so... <laughs> 
my level 20s back in the old system my level 27 odd character only had gear probably suited to like level 22 23 even though it was a high level so i was finding everything really hard um like all the higher end stuff so would that character be okay easy enough to get new gear yep or do best to be. start from fresh no he'll be he'll get new drops that are quite high from the very first uh, mission oh uh, cool well, thank you so there you go patty that's the answer it's the starting with the old staying with the old characters well this has been a cracker of an episode it's been fun having you on stutch thank you for joining us thank you for having me because yep. yes as you said it was very fun i did enjoy myself good glad to have you and we'll I'm sure we'll have you on again in the future most definitely yep. thank you um where, where can people find more about you um well i i tend to make some youtube videos um if you just go on YouTube and type in uh, Stutch two three seven S T U C H two three seven, you'll find my stuff there. I have been a bit lazy and haven't uploaded anything for a while, uh, <laughs> but that should change in the next few days. Um, hopefully. Nice. And you also stream uh, quite regularly, don't you? Yes, and that's sort of I've been lazy with that part too, but that will pick it up as well in the next few days as well. <laughs> awesome, and um. From time to time, me and Stutch catch up and do some co-op. We've done some Dark Souls 2. Um, we were following along with the Twin Humanities challenge, challenges they were issuing for Dark Souls 2. Um, so yes. we've got a bunch of co-op um, on, on our, both our YouTubes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's true. Um, and thanks again, Death Note, our co-host. Where, where can people find you if they want to follow you on Twitter or whatnot? They can find me in the drunk corner. Don't drink cross <laughs> podcasting, people. <laughs> you end up very drunk. It's first thing in the morning. I don't drink anyway, but... <laughs> See, that's the thing for you two. It's early for me. It's it's now 10 to 1 and I'm very drunk. <laughs> oh, I think you need to have some sleep. Yeah, sleep it off. No, it off. I, no I'm going to do my dailies. Don't be crazy. I'll go do your dailies. Nice. Uh, yeah, now of course you, you can always get me at my Twitter, which is uh, at DefNote, which is D E four T H underscore N O T E. You can also catch the show at our new Twitter podcast, Twitter podcast, podcast Twitter. Jeez, um, at Dark Insight Pod. Yeah, you can get us there, and then obviously you can get Vader. You can get him at yeah, I'm Vader. Vader Van Odin, which means the father of Odin. And you also can uh, find me, I do co-op on YouTube with my son. And so you can go check us out on on YouTube at Vader Van Oden. And yeah, it's my son's five, so we just play a lot of like Lego games and kid games. And also I do a few adult games as well from time to time. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you can catch us there. So thanks everyone for listening. We really appreciate the support and help we're getting along with this podcast. I, it's a great outlet for me. <laughs> <laughs> to, to have, have people to chat to uh, and I'm yeah, thoroughly, enjo- thoroughly enjoying it uh, so yeah send us some love and we will reply okay. adios their leaders belong to you the rest await extermination no gather them I will take them all.